Good afternoon. Praise God. So as we celebrate the second Sunday of Ordinary Time, we look at these scriptures. And, and this week, by the way, uh, is the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Um, we have a lot of young people, um, young and old, I guess, uh, going to Washington from our archdiocese and all over the country. Buses are going to uh, Washington, D.C. to march for the unborn, to be a voice for the voiceless, to speak up and to acknowledge that we believe that every person from conception and natural death is precious and beautiful in the eyes of God. Amen. So God wants us to know that. So if we don't know that, we won't communicate that, right? So how we treat each other is really pro-life, right? It should be. We're all pro-life. Pro-life, again, conception and natural death. Every beloved son and daughter of God, whatever stage of development that person be in, whether it be a month in the womb or a day old in the womb or a year old outside the womb or 10 years or 15 or 100 years old, however old we are, we are beloved sons and daughters of God, precious in his sight. And God has a plan, a call, a charge on each of our lives. And we have a mission. If you don't believe you have a mission, your life's going to be very confusing and boring. God wants you to claim, to, to, to hear, to receive, to acknowledge and claim the mission that you and I have been given. And just being here at Mass, God wants to talk to you right now. He wants to ask you, will you open your ears to hear? Will you open your hearts to receive Him? We can all accept Jesus at a deeper level today and every day. So I just invite you, open your hearts and pay attention whether you're young or old or middle-aged or a mom or dad or single, wherever you are on your journey, bottom line is God has a message for you today, and he wants you to open your heart to that message. If you don't believe God's going to talk to you, again, your life's going to be very confusing and boring. You have to understand God wants to talk to you. He wants to speak into your life. He wants you to go out and be a light to the nations. So we heard in our first reading today, the Lord says, you are my servant. So we, he's talking to you right now, you, each one of us, we are servants of the Lord, through whom I show my glory. God wants you to be carriers of his glory, his presence from this space, this church, this celebration out into the world as you leave the church doors. Just imagine. If each one of us here would really focus this week on giving God glory, it's, it's very temptation to just be religious, to come to church, and then when you leave, to forget who you are and to just kind of like a chameleon. You change when you go back out into the world. When you come in here, you are at church, then out there, you're not at church, you're someone else. It's so easy for us to forget and to let the enemy rob us of the call and mission that we each have been given. So we're servants, we're called to show the glory of God and manifest his glory through our lives. He says here, the Lord has spoken who formed me, formed you and I, from the womb it says, right there acknowledging God has a mission for even the unborn in the womb have a mission. What's the mission of the unborn child? To teach us how to love. To teach us that it's not about me or you. It's about the other. It's about us caring for, nurturing, cultivating, loving life. 
that God has a mission. I mean, think about it. Some woman carried the first pope, the second pope, the third pope. Some woman carried Mother Teresa. Some woman carried St. Gerald. Some woman carried you and I in her womb and nurtured. We have moms that said yes to life. That's why we're in these pews today. So we can thank God that we are here today. I mean, imagine how many more people would be in these pews if there was an abortion. Imagine how many more people would be in our school. How many more hospitals would be filled with doctors and physicians and carpenters and teachers all over the world. More priests and, and, and so many people aren't here because of the tragedy of abortion, which basically says, you know, this person, this or that person, that child in the womb is not going to help me become who I want to be. That child's going to get in my way. And the Lord says, no, that child's going to help you and I to become the best version of ourselves by learning to spill our life out in love for him or her, however it be, as men and women of God. So we're servants from the womb. Then it says a little further on, God now is my strength. Obviously requires strength to live and glorify God. Then he says here, I will make you a light to the nations. You know, you, are, you and I are lights. How do we show God's light? We give dignity to people. We give people dignity. I want to tell you a little story. I had, I was up the other day uh, doing an anointing of the sick somewhere up the road here on, on Q Street. And, the, you know, the Casey's at the top of the, the, the gas station at the top there, Casey's. And I was coming back and I was happened to be in that intersection and I noticed a blind man in the middle of the street. Like, he lost, he, he, uh, he, he didn't realize he was in the middle of the street. And he's like trying to find his way on the middle of the road. And cars are flying by this guy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I felt so bad for him. So I stopped my truck, put the four, four ways on, got out, and I ran up to him, stopped driving, and kind of said, hey, you know, what's wrong? But as I got closer to him, I noticed he was screaming. He was saying, help, help, somebody help. Like, obviously, he, he, people can't hear him in their cars, but he was, I felt so bad for this guy. I mean, imagine being blind. He was walking from where he was in his home. He was making his way down to the bank and to high V. And I said, hey, come on, get my truck. I'll take you down there. And so my point is, is there's a part of me, if I'm honest with you, as I was going, there's a part of me that was like, man, I got a lot to do. Maybe someone else can stop and help this guy. You know, we're all busy. One of the greatest enemies of human dignity, one of the greatest things that keep us from glorifying God, one of the greatest things that keep you and I from giving people dignity, value, and worth, from being a light to the nations, is busyness. Being under Satan's yoke. B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. I'm too busy, somebody else will do it. I'm too busy, somebody else will do it. Busyness is a destroyer of human dignity. God wants us to acknowledge the person in front of us, whether they're in the womb or they're on their deathbed, whatever stage. We as a parish need to be cognizant and aware of each other in this building right now. 
There are people in, this, in the pews here that I'm sure um, are hurting a lot and no one else knows about it right now. You're the only one that's carrying in your heart some pain and nobody else knows. And just imagine if you and I don't care to pay attention to the people around us and the circles of people that we meet each day at work, at home, in church here, and, and family. If you see someone that looks a little heavy-hearted, as a disciple, as a believer, as someone who's receiving Jesus into your life, we acknowledge that pain. We, we, we reach out to that person. They need some encouragement. They need some help. We got to build them up. What's our psalm today? Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. What's God's will? That we give each other dignity. Why did God become man? Sin, sin destroys human dignity. Jesus came to take away sin so that he can restore our dignity. Oh, Christian, there's, a, there's an early church father that says, oh, Christian, do you realize how much dignity you've been given by Jesus Christ who suffered and died for you? Do you realize, like, who am I, Lord? Am I that special that you would die on that cross for me? Yes, you are, Michael. You're so special, far more than you could ever imagine. And as I receive that dignity from Jesus, I'm going to give it to my brother or sister, whether it be in the womb or on their deathbed, or the blind man on the street, or the poor, the homeless, the immigrant, whoever it be, you're going to communicate the dignity to others that you've received from Jesus. If you haven't let Jesus give you dignity, you're not going to communicate that same level of dignity to others. Because the world says you have value, worth, and dignity if you can perform well at this job or that job, or if you look like this or have this or have that, then we'll give you dignity. We'll give you status if you perform, if you have this or have that, or you're good at this or good at that. God says, no, I give you dignity by your mere existence. You have dignity. You have dignity because you exist. That's how we as a church are going to bring the message of the gospel to the world if we treat people as God treats us. Not as the world treats us, but as God treats us, I'll treat others. So here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. What's his will? That we give each other dignity, that we acknowledge the persons in front of us. Whether they perform well or not, whether they're good at X, Y, or Z or not, bottom line is they are beloved children of God who exist, and God wants us to be that light to the nations, to serve him, to glorify him by acknowledging the gift that each of us are, that God has given us the gift of self, the gift of each one of us here. So there was a part of me that was like, you know, I'm busy. Someone else will help the blind guy. Well, I was blessed to be able to, by the grace of God, say yes and no to my selfishness and my busyness. And I said yes to the Lord. I stopped my truck, got out, put the guy in my truck, took him to the bank. I was able to talk to him about Jesus a little. I was able to pray over him. I was able to invite him to our parish here and say, hey, we live we're right across the street. You know, if you ever need someone here or you'd like to have someone pick you up, bring you to church, let me know. I was able to see what his needs were and maybe be able to even go shop for him and get him some groceries here and there. See, I was, thank God, 
I said no to my selfishness. And I said yes to the Lord. And I built a relationship that hopefully will continue and grow with this gentleman. My brothers and sisters, these little things God put on the side of our head, these things called ears, are great gifts. One of the greatest ways you can give dignity to someone in your life is to listen to them. Do we listen to each other? Do we listen to the people in our home? Do we listen to our wife? Do we listen to our kids? Do we listen to our spouse, family, friends? Do we listen to the homily? <laughs> I'm too busy, right? Too busy. We're at, we're at dinner. I'm too busy on my phone, so I'm not listening to the conversation in my family. I'm too busy on my phone, so I'm not listening to the people in my life, in my workplace. I'm not paying attention. I'm too busy. And the Lord's saying, I invite you to learn to love like I love. To do that, you gotta allow yourself to be inconvenienced by others. They're not inconvenient, but they have to inconvenience your selfishness. Our selfishness needs to be inconvenienced by the persons in front of us. And that will feel difficult. You'll feel being, you're being purified. Listen to our second reading. He says here, to you who have been sanctified, called to be holy, with all those everywhere who call on the name of Jesus. Sanctified, be holy. Listening to others is purifying, sanctifying. How many of us are like, okay, come on, spit it out. Tell me what you want to say. Get out of my way. I got stuff to do. All right, we do that, right? Come on, tell me what you want to tell me. I mean, how many of us are like, people are moving slower than we want. We're like, come on, let's move along. You ever been walking behind someone that's real slow? You're like, come on, move along. See, that's my selfishness. That's the part of me the world says, this person's getting in your way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What a, what a statement that was, was. This lady's in my way. This man's in my way. This child's in my way. This person's in my way. That's not Jesus. Jesus is saying, they're not in your way. They're inviting you to learn to love. They're inviting you to learn to care for, to be selfless, not selfish. So I want to listen to the gospel real quick here. He says, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him. Do you see Jesus coming toward you each day? You're going to all leave this church. You're going to meet Jesus all day long. Do you see Jesus in the blind man, the unborn, the elder? Do you see Jesus in the husband, in the wife, in the kid? Do you see Jesus in the people around you? Or is it just another day, same old, same old, status quo, business as usual? See, you can make a decision today at this Mass to live in a different way by the grace God's offering you right here at this Mass. You can live in a new way. You could say, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I'm not going to go status quo after Mass. I'm not going back to the same old way. I'm never going back. As a matter of fact, Lord, I'm going to see you and strive to see you in every person I meet, whether I like them or I don't, whether I agree with them or I don't. 
I'm going to strive to love you and see you in the persons in my life. And I'm going to let you purify me, Jesus, by giving me the grace to remain with ears open and attentive to the people you put in my life each day. That's pro-life. That's human dignity. That's what God's will is. Here I am. Come to do your will. So the culture we want to create in this parish, in our families, in our lives, in our nation, in our state, etc., the culture starts here with ears open, attentive to the people that God puts in your path. When you, and I've said this to you guys before, as you leave church, find one new person a week and say hi to them. One new person a week and invite a little conversation and relationship. Find one new person every week. If we did this for three months, each of us in this church found one new person each week. You'd be amazed. You'd start coming to church and make, oh, there's Joe, there's Jen, there's Sue, there's Bill, there's George. You'd start, we would get, everyone here would get to know everybody. And wouldn't it be awesome to come into a church and be like, wow, I, I noticed Joe's missing today. I'm going to call Joe. I'm going to see where he's at. I wonder if he's okay. See, that's a, that's a community, a family growing, parish family. But it takes some work, takes some effort, just like home life does, family life. Church is not just come in and coast, put in a quarter and listen to the homily. I'm not a jukebox. <laughs> Jesus is inviting us all into this beautiful mission. So I just challenge you, I call you myself as well. Let's, let's work a little bit at, you know, spend this year, 2020, Really working on getting to know each other, loving each other, growing together, helping out, stepping out of your comfort, intentionally inconveniencing the part of you that doesn't want to be inconvenienced. Intentional disciples, intentional coming against my business. So as we continue mass, let's ask for all these graces. The Lord is inviting us um, to live the mass, to to to. Live what we receive, who we receive.